If you joined us, you know that our guest last week was a wonderful scholar, a gentleman by the name of Ugo Perigo. He is someone who has a doctorate and has done a great deal of study in connection with his doctorate uh, about Native American DNA. Last week, we talked briefly uh, with him about some of the claims that have been made by people who are critics of the church, who I won't even dignify with mentioning their name. And (laughs) these individuals, for the last decade off and on, have made claims that the Book of Mormon has been conclusively shown to be not true, not accurate. Why? Because of DNA and American Indians. Well, nothing could be farther from the truth. Last week we discussed with Dr. Perigo some of the reasons why that is not so. Today we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the reasons why, if you are a faithful Latter-day Saint, you need not worry about the DNA issue. Incidentally, if you have questions about this or any other subject, send me an email. I'd be happy to respond. Send it to martinstanner at gmail.com. Also, thanks to everyone who attended the fair conference and made it the outstanding success that it was. Looking forward to next year's already. One of the bases for the claim that DNA has disproven the Book of Mormon is is this. Um, Critics will say Native Americans have been genetically tested, and we know that their DNA is Asian in origin, and we have found no genetic markers within their DNA makeup that have any tie to the Middle East. Hence, they're Asian only. They are not Middle Eastern. Well, those claims are partially true. Uh, the first one, that most American Indians have some kind of Asian origin, seems to be quite accurate. But when we say most, we're talking about most of those who have been genetically tested, which is an incredibly small amount, far, far, far less than 1%. As a matter of fact, the total number of those tested is far less than 10,000. And so we really don't know what DNA makeup all Native Americans have. Now, one of the things that's often glossed over or never mentioned at all by critics is the fact that there are at least three different DNA markers that are found in Native American Indians that are connected with the Middle East in general and in some ways with Jews specifically. Now, the the fascinating 
hard about that is that there are ways that critics use to try to undermine that claim. The first claim that they make is that, so what? That doesn't prove that Lehi came over here. And, and they're absolutely right. But it shows that it is plausible. And their claims that somehow it's been disproven that Lehi left any DNA in this world is just preposterous. One of the other claims that is made is that these three DNA markers, and one in particular, haplograph X, is associated with a migration to the New World that's about 30,000 years old. Well, there's a problem with that position. The way that DNA distance or, or time is determined is based on what's called the Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium. In other words, it makes assumptions. There are a number of assumptions which go into calculations. One of those assumptions is a completely neutral variance, no mutation, no migration, constant near-infinite population size, or at least very large population size, and completely random mate choice. And when you look at the Book of Mormon account, most of the Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium assumptions are just flat out inapplicable. The wilderness journey, the ocean voyage, the colonization in the New World result in patterns of genetic selection and DNA migration that are different from that found in Lehi's home environment, and also different from the assumptions that are made in the Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium. Closely related individuals married each other. We're dealing with, initially, a, a, a small group in the sense that it's not an entire population base, but it's far greater than just one random mutation with one person. We have a genetic group of perhaps as many as a hundred in the initial group with Lehi. And at any rate, at least 20 or 30. So whatever the actual number is, it's far greater than just a random mutation with one person. And so if we take these assumptions about haplogroup X instead of the Hardy-Weinberg assumptions, we find that that gene could have been introduced in the Americas far more recently than the Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium would suggest. Far more recent than the 10 to 35,000 years that is initially assumed. Now, another point needs to be made here, and that is that if if we have, if let's say that uh, the Hardy-Weinberg assumption is applicable and that the initial group did come that long ago, that doesn't mean there haven't been any subsequent migrations. That doesn't mean that other groups didn't come later from that 
same locale or a similar locale. And so the basic assumptions that are involved are just inapplicable. In addition to the haplogroup X, there are two other DNA markers amongst Native American Indians that are associated with the Middle East or with Jews. Now, what, what does that mean? That does not mean that we have definitively proved that somehow we have found the Lamanites or a portion of them. Because we can't say that for the very reason that the critics cannot say it's been disproven. We cannot say that somehow it has been proven. It's absolutely impossible to do so. When we come back from our break, I'll explain some of the reasons why. That if someone is honest and they're looking at DNA information, that they cannot say definitively one way or the other that the Book of Mormon has been proven or disproven via DNA samples from Native American Indians. It just cannot be done. So stay tuned. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. Today we're talking about DNA in the Book of Mormon because that topic has once again raised its head at recent symposia, which shall remain nameless. I'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Religion Today. I'm your host, Martin Tanner. Today, once again, we're talking about DNA in the Book of Mormon. There have been a number of articles, some of them in prominent newspapers, others published by certain uh, local publishers and, and others who have taken the position that the Book of Mormon has been disproven via DNA studies. Nothing could be farther from the truth. And I'm here to tell you that there is some evidence of ancient Middle Eastern contact with Native Americans. Or at the, the very least, we can say that there are Middle Eastern ancestors who make up some of the genetic content of Native American Indians. In plain English, that means, hey, somebody from the Middle East came over here and mixed with the Indians. Uh, there's just absolutely no question about that. And then the question becomes, when did it happen? How did it happen? And what does it mean? Now, when we took our break, the position that I was taking is that we absolutely cannot say for sure that that is Lehi. And we shouldn't do that because we don't want to be guilty of the same shoddy um, methodology that some of the critics are. And, and here is why. We don't know what Lehi's DNA looked like. Let me give you some examples. If someone were to say, find me the ancestors of Genghis Khan. And we know he was a real guy. We know he lived in Asia. And there are a number of different scholars who think that his ancestors or some who are related to him reached the New World. And that his um, offspring down through the generations make up part of the Native American Indians or 
perhaps some of those who are on the uh, islands of Japan, there are a number of different theories. And frankly, none of those theories can be proven either because we don't know what Genghis Khan's DNA look like. How could you possibly prove it? What would you be comparing the genetic makeup of someone who you tested with? And that's the crux of the problem. You could do this for other prominent individuals in history. Find out whether someone is related to Genghis Khan. Can't do it. Don't know who Genghis Khan's uh, family descendants are or what his DNA looks like, so it's impossible to do. What about other prominent people in history? If you were to take a look at some of the ancient emperors of China or some of the great leaders in ancient Israel. If you wanted to find out if someone was related to Abraham, how could you do that? Answer, you can't. We don't have Abraham's DNA. You want to find out if someone is a descendant of Moses? You can't. You can't check his DNA. What if you want to find out if someone is related to some other prominent person? in the Bible or outside of the Bible. It's very, very difficult unless you actually have a DNA sample. And in this particular case, the case of Lehi and the case of Native American Indians, we don't. In addition, even though with Native American Indians, there are some that carry DNA markers from the Middle East people who make those kinds of ties are comparing those markers to genetic markers of current Middle Eastern peoples. And that doesn't work out too well either because we do not know with certainty what ancient Israelites' DNA looked like. Let's give a couple of examples that really bring this point home. There have been assumptions made about what ancient people in certain places in the Middle East looked like. We'll just take two right now. We'll take Egyptians and we'll take Israelites. The assumption for Egyptians, if we start off with Egyptians, would be that if you went back a thousand years or two thousand years or even earlier, three thousand, four thousand years, you would find people who looked very, very much like Egyptians do today. They would be dark complected and they would have dark hair and brown eyes by and large. And that would be the predominant attributes and their DNA would look a lot like Egyptian DNA would today. Those assumptions were shattered, not just displaced a little bit, but shattered by excavations that took place in 
the location called Sela, Egypt in the 80s, in the early 80s. What happened was that during excavations, of course they couldn't determine eye color, but they determined that a far greater percentage of the population of those who had died and were buried in the cemetery there in Sela, Egypt, than could possibly have been expected, had blonde hair, light brown hair, even red hair. And so the demographic was far different and far more diverse earlier than had ever been imagined. Similar things have happened at different excavations in Israel, locations like Joppa and other places where the makeup, the physical makeup of those who are buried there, who were in all likelihood considered Israelites or, or Jews, although we certainly can't ask them, uh, they had a much greater diversity in the way they appeared physically than anyone would have believed. Again, there were light-complected individuals, dark-complected individuals, and a great array in between. Far more diversity in genetic makeup and in physical characteristics than would have been believed. That is the crux of the problem. We are making assumptions about what ancient DNA would have been, about what ancient people would have looked like. No one has a clue what Lehi looked like, what his DNA would have been. We don't know how tall or short he was. We don't know what color his hair was or his eyes were. We just don't know. And we also don't know for Laman and Lemuel. The other problem, when you even try to take a look at DNA for Native American Indians, is that there have been profound changes to their DNA. When the Spaniards came, a huge number of Native Americans died. They're just gone. Sadly, they could not withstand the diseases that were brought into their midst by the Europeans. And so huge numbers of Native Americans, the estimates range from a low of one-fifth survived, or excuse me, a low of about one in 20 survived to a high of approximately one in five survived. But either way, that's a huge number, the vast majority that are gone. And so the genetic makeup today of Native Americans is different from how it used to be as well. What does all this mean? There are no definitive statements that can be made pro or con about the Book of Mormon and DNA. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today.